0: blog talk radio here today gone today the pace of change can be confusing then again it can be inspiring every year harvard business school executive education helps executives like you build the self-confidence and decision-making skills it takes to thrive on change fight change with change go start by going to hbs.me/go that's hbs.me/go
1: Hello, and thank you for tuning tuning in to Powerful Radio. This is Dr. Nefertiti Noel with a little bit of a hoarse voice, and Darren Noel. We're excited to be with you today on this Wednesday to talk about the holidays and keeping your relationships intact um, for the holidays. And so just a couple of just regular things. One, if you want to call in and ask us a question, our call phone number is 323-693-3835. Again, our call phone number is 323-693-3835.
0: Yep. And this is a great topic here, guys, because we've got, obviously, a lot of holidays coming up, the holiday season for no matter what your background is, a lot of people have different types of holidays coming up. And a lot of times stress comes along with that when you're dealing with family members, right? You're going to visit, traveling a long way. And when you get to those types of situations, you've got, what, you got family members that you don't like or don't get along with. They don't necessarily get along with you. Seems like you guys always get in an argument every time you get around that particular relative. You got people with different um, what, political views, religious views, um, and also some of the things they talk about. Don't talk about at work. Those things that we talk about during holidays when we're family, right? Talk about the, the religious views, the political views. Um, you know, reviews what's going on in the, in the, in the election times going on. All these different things that will. Uh, divide who people have very strong beliefs on. That's the type of things we talk about at family settings, and it can cause a lot of stress. You also have to kind of battle between different families, right? So if you're married or you have a significant other, who are you going to spend time with during that, Trying to balance that off, who's going to see the kids first, who's going to see the kids second. Um, you can have that competitive uh, situation with a sibling or a cousin. you guys got to always defend one-upmanship kind of get around, well, here's what I've done to the last time. We've seen I've got this promotion, I've got this going on. And then you got to kind of maybe in a situation you guys got to back and forth, well, here's what I've got going on, here's what my wife is doing. We're about to get this car, this house, and, then, oh, man, I, I didn't have anything going on since so the last time we met. I may feel a little bit bad about that. you kind of could have that stress going on. Stress about money, okay, in terms of, that, you know, I lend uh that relative some money. I'm going to be seeing them. Hey, he still owes me that uh, five hundred dollars. She owes me this. They did that. Um, he's supposed to uh, supposed to have followed up with me. He says he's gonna be able to get me this job. I haven't heard him send him a resume. He's supposed to help me out. Hasn't done that. So all these different type types of stresses can come along during the holidays when you get families together um, and gonna be around where you may not see them on a regular basis. But obviously, as soon as you come in, you know if you have a family member. You can' there's no. A couple people small talk, so, hey, where's my $500? You know, you cut right to the chase. And so a lot of stress can happen during the family times, during these holiday seasons. And these are the kinds of things we want to talk through on today's show about how to deal with some of these different types of stresses.
1: Yeah, very good. They're just, you know, <clears throat> we're in late October. And so as soon as Halloween is over, we are in Thanksgiving. And right from Thanksgiving comes Christmas. It feels like almost overnight.
0: And then the New Year. So we have. Big time. I jumped through that. I had to jump in there. We were walking through a store yesterday. You know, it's time. Fruitcakes are back, folks. Be beware. Fruitcakes are back. I can't believe it. I'm like, I thought I saw enough of them last year, but they are back. The standard fruitcake feels like a rock. but It's on sale again, so it's definitely holiday season. <laughs> fruitcake, they're good. <laughs> I haven't necessarily had one since my grand aunt made one. That was many years ago as a kid. Since then, I have not really had that tasty texture. So you guys with with the,
1: the holidays coming so fast and the year coming to a close, we really want to help you with how to protect those relationships because there are so many events that happen um around Christmas time, around New Year's, Hanukkah, just all the holidays and people can get so busy that, you know, it's really difficult to keep up with everything. Also, some people get on a on a big high during these holidays and they feel so very good. And then it feels really bad, like to take the Christmas decorations down, or when things are over. And we just kind of want to talk about how to handle those things. Yep, absolutely. So there's a few questions that we got, and I want to read the first one and kind of talk about it. Um, it says, "This is the first year after my parents' divorce. I have Thanksgiving with my father. He always talks about my mom, but I don't want to talk about it. How do I handle that?"
0: Great question. That's a great question. I would I would be upfront and say, Dad, I want to focus on you. And that may be a conversation you have with um, with your dad before that event, um, or as soon as he gets in, Dad, you know what? I want to spend this time talking about you and me, uh, cherishing memories we had together. I want to find out about you, where you're going. I want to share what's going on in my life or where, where my students are going. I don't really want to spend the time talking about Mom or any kind of negative situation around that. And I'd be quite upfront and blunt with that.
1: Well, I don't know many thirteen, fourteen, fifteen year olds that. Oh, can the child. Or? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So
0: young
1: adults. No, what I'm gonna tell you to do is then don't talk about it. I'm gonna tell you to do something a little bit called stonewalling. Mm-hmm. If Dad says, 'Cause these are questions that parents ask after divorce. Is Mom dating? I want you to say, I don't know. Right. <laughs> um, how much money is Mom making? I don't know. Mom got a new car? I'm not sure. You know, I want you to have no answers to the question. And if it persists, then that's something you got to let mom know. Because here's the situation. Right after a divorce, people are still hurt, angry. Um, sometimes they can be aggressive. I think a lot of times parents forget that the kid is the child of both parents. You know, whether you're adopted, um, whether they're both birth parents, whether it's a stepmom or stepdad, you're the child of both parents. And um, I want you to not have to pick sides or not have a long speech or sad about I just want to talk about you. It would be nice if, you, if you've if you got the – if you can do that, do that.
0: Yeah, I, I was taking that from a vantage point of a young adult type thing, not as, a, as an adolescent. Right. Yeah, different scenario. <laughs>
1: if you can do that, do that. But actually the same thing goes for adults. Um, you know, if you're an adult of a divorced family, a lot of times, it's it's as hard for the adult children of a divorce as it is for for the kids that aren't adults.
0: Absolutely. So
1: in the same situation, say I don't know. I want to talk about you. I want to focus on you. I don't want to answer those questions. Cry, whatever you got to do, but do not be in the middle of that situation. Just don't. Just try not to be in the middle of it. And maybe have mom help you set the boundary. Although that could be that could be bad. That too could if you be too. Mom called and said right. you don't like my questions. I mean right. so. You know, do what it takes in a positive way to not talk about it. Um, you know, try to find other things to do. Ask that. Are you guys going to be doing any activities? That sometimes takes his mind, people's minds off of different things. But just try to focus on being in the present.
0: Yep, so, you know, absolutely. I, I think the stonewall or just the I don't know, play stupid type of thing, especially as a child. Hey, I just don't know. i not even thinking about it. Hey, I'm playing baseball, playing volleyball. Hey, here's what I'm doing. I want to clarify, I don't think that's playing
1: stupid. Um,
0: I think that, I don't like that. I think that it's just
1: being honest. You don't know. You have no idea what's really going on in your parents' lives, so you don't know. So you can just simply say you don't know. Okay. So, got another question. It says, Then um, I'm going to give this one to you to start with. I've only been married for a year, and I'm doing all the holidays with my in-laws. Uh-oh. How do I handle that? Carefully. Yeah, read, read, read up on, read, It up says, I've only been married for a year, and I'm doing all the holidays with my in-laws. How do I handle that?
0: So it sounds like they want to spend some time with their, at least a balance, right, between spending time with her family or his she didn't family?
1: She say that. She said she spent all the holidays with her in-laws. How does she
0: handle so, that? Right.
1: How does she handle the interaction
0: with her in-laws? Obviously, it's a problem. That's obviously, it's a problem, and I, I would take it, one, approach your husband. Have the conversation with your husband about how you feel about that. Say, honey, love your family, appreciate them, <laughs> um, but here's some angst or here's some challenges that I feel or I'm going through when I'm spending time with your family. I'd like to maybe spend some time with just you and I. Can we spend some time with, with my family and balance it out? That's kind of how I would take that.
1: Absolutely. I think the best thing to do is be pretty careful. Um in a, new, in a new in-law situation, the best thing is to sort of be kind of quiet yep. and to sort of sit back and observe the lay of the land, kind of find out who the friends are, who the foes are, what different, you know, what place each person, what role each family member has. And I definitely agree with Darren. Have a conversation with your husband. Now, I, I know personally that sometimes spouses can be a little bit defensive when you come to them about their family. So the way you might want to approach it is not to say, I don't like your mom, it worries me out to be with her, but more so maybe say something um, on the order of, hey, can you sort of give me a little bit of information about your family? How's Uncle Bob? Who's this? Who's, you know, that kind of a thing. So that your spouse can tell you the lay of the lands. You really want to get them involved. You also want to tell them that, hey, while we're with family, is it possible for you to sort of not leave me? Don't like don't leave the party and leave me there, there are different things of that nature so that you can always feel safe and protected. I think that's one of the one of the big things to do.
0: I think you got to communicate with your spouse what the concern is, the specific concern that you have. Like you mentioned, being alone, uh too much, maybe you're 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 used to more of a quiet reserve family, they're very huggy, uh upfront, uh touchy, you know, ass that's not me, or vice versa. You're used to Everybody's being loud, and, and they're just sitting at the table quiet, you know, because just because I don't feel comfortable. Well, what don't you feel comfortable about, whatever the case may be? But I think sometimes for people that's really difficult to say. I mean, I think what
1: what feels uncomfortable is being in a new family setting that's not your own. But specifically
0: what? like The you you have have people, the food, the way they live, exactly. the Can house. you be specific? I don't like it. Can you be a little more specific than that? All of it. All of it is a problem for a lot of people. So that, okay, so that, that may be the case I don't feel comfortable about any of it. Well, okay. Well, let's start with that. And let's address each one of those issues that you don't feel comfortable with and see if we can come up with a solution for each one of those things.
1: Absolutely. But can you do it? I mean, I really want the the writer to do it without the defensiveness. Try not to have an argument about it. And
0: start the conversation with, I love your family, boom, 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 you know, Clarify that in I, a little. Okay. I I love your family. I'm saying it is it's not the fact that I don't like your family. You know, I I would just leave it. As, I love your family. I would like if we um spent a little more time alone as well. I like your family. Um but sometimes I feel weird when we're so close and we spend so much intensive time together. Can we spend some time alone? I like your family, but the, quest, the kinds of question they ask me about personal questions makes me feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm.
1: So again, I mean, and I do agree with them, Find some, a couple key points. Don't, you know, it's hard to say because I agree that you may be uncomfortable about everything, but it's hard to to just say that. You need to have two or three main issues,
0: right,
1: <laughs> and kind of try to have those addressed.
0: Because you want a resolution to it, right? We don't want to just just say I have a whole bunch of issues, but I don't want them addressed. Well. If you want help addressing the situation, we've got to get more specific so we can come on solutions. Absolutely. I think the other
1: thing, too, is that you may want to have, I'm not sure why you're doing all the holidays with your in-laws, it may be a need for you to have one holiday in between that with your family. So, like, maybe you need to do the day after Thanksgiving, the day before Thanksgiving with your family, Christmas Eve. You may want to figure out one of those those things to do. I
0: think that's a plan that that, uh, the two of you need to come up with. Not outside of having those conversations with the either one other side of the family. Mm-hmm. What do you guys want to do in that, in that's going to work for you as a unit as a new family?
1: Because one of the things that I think a lot of newly married people don't get is the families now have to share their time between both of you guys. Right. Because before now, you all could just really go wherever you wanted to go. Right. But now as a married couple, it becomes a discussion. So even the families, even though it, it may be their tradition to have little Billy at every holiday party, now that he's an adult. He may have to spend part of that time with your family because it definitely is a
0: switch off between families. And and you mentioned again, we we'll go back. to They're the a new a new couple, a new family. Sometimes they may want to spend this time out there just with themselves. You know what? We're new a new family. We need. We're still getting to know one another. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we need to spend that holiday time away from work just among ourselves and, and create our own traditions. What we want to have mm-hmm. our family. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and there's
1: nothing wrong with that. <laughs> new traditions are always good. So. Make sure, I guess the key to do, both of our, and I, are saying is <coughs> have conversations with each other about the way you want the holiday season to look and then follow it out from there. Yep. So start with a conversation and follow it out from there. Agreed. The next question says, I always enjoy the holidays, but my husband doesn't. Is it fair for me to leave him at home for some events?
0: Ooh, that's a tricky one. Okay. That's a really tricky one because, one, try, I'll try to find out. I try to find out why he doesn't like the holidays. Is it bad memories It brings up uh, he had a bad experience during the holiday? Is that what it is? Is it he doesn't want to be around certain people? Um, he just doesn't like it. He likes, he's not a people person. He likes to be quiet. Try and figure out a little, a little reason why he doesn't like those holidays. Um, going down the road of trying, you know, not including him, it makes it become a pattern of that. You always start having a, a division amongst yourselves, it's not, uh, that could be a problem down the road, you know. If it's one every once in a while you want to do something, eh, that may be okay, but you don't want that coming to a pattern. <laughs> again, to me, that could be a, a problem down the road. Absolutely.
1: I think the biggest thing is, is, again, finding out what the major issue is. It may not be anything you can change. But maybe, maybe he, you know, has issues with alcohol and parties, and every party you go to has alcohol. I'm not sure. Right. But you need to have a conversation with your spouse to find out what makes him so anxious and so upset about the holidays and figure out is there a change that you all could make um, that would decrease his angst and his anxiety about the
0: holidays. Absolutely. Because it could be so, you know what, I just don't like staying at other people's houses. You know what, no problem. We can stay at a hotel. Oh, problem solved. Oh, you mean we can go spend time with the families as long as we stay at the hotel? You're happy? Yeah, that's fine. Problem solved. So you got to dig into those layers to find out what the true problem
1: is. I mean, that's a, to me, that's the good part about having a relationship is that you all can decide together what your traditions are going to be. And I think leaving him at home will make him not only feel left out, but may make him even hate the holidays more because every holiday season. You decide to abandon him, so to speak, and leave him. Here's the other thing, though. I do hear and I do understand how if someone's in a terrible mood and they're destroying something for you, sometimes it is easier just to say, listen, stay home. Like, if you don't want to come, stay home. Like, I actually also get that. And I'm not suggesting that you need to sacrifice how you feel for the holidays, but I'm saying you all need to reach a compromise. Yes. And understand, we're not individuals.
0: Once you get married, we're not individuals anymore, right? We're now a couple. So we've got to have that kind of a compromise you've got obviously the is important to you, and you want to not lose that. Well understand try and have you kind of bring your husband along, so you've got some kind of middle ground where both the needs are being met. Mm-hmm. absolutely because
1: now I mean, you do have still you're still two separate individuals, but your individual goals are superseded by the marital goals. I mean, I think that's what really happens yeah. and and so sometimes if one of the party of a team is not doing well, We've got to spend some time researching on why that is and trying to figure out a way to help that situation be better. So another question says, I'm retired and always have Thanksgiving at my house. It's a tradition. How do I tell my children and extended family that I can't afford it? Ooh. Yeah. That's a
0: tricky
1: one. So first let me say that there's always one good way you can do it. You can simply say, you guys, I'm retired and I'm budgeting my income, and this is a year that, you know, normally we have everybody over to the house, but I, I literally cannot afford it this year. I mean, that's one way you could do it. Um, I do know that if you're retired, that puts you probably over 50 or 60, and you may not want everybody in your income or understanding your income. So it's not yet November. What you might want to say is that you want to start a new tradition. You want to pass the baton. You have to someone else in the family and maybe start a new tradition. So maybe – you all can have it at someone else's home, or I'm not sure how you've done it in the past. Or maybe you can have every single person bring you, um, bring you a dish, or bring some of the bigger dishes, so that it, it won't be such a financial hardship. Because when you get into the price of like turkeys and dressings and this and that, it really does get get pretty pricey. You may want to literally say that you can't. Financially afford to do it physically on your own anymore financially, however, maybe they can use your home and if' every family because I'm assuming if you've got kids that they've got husbands and wives and grandkids that every family can come and contribute a certain amount to um you know a food and you give people a list and have them sign up and have it like a, a regular catered dinner Baron, what do
0: yeah. you think? i think I think a key in, uh, this, this decision for you is do you still want to do if we can make it work financially, would you still want to do it.
1: And if the answer is
0: yes, I think that's a great um, scenario. How how can we make it, hey, everybody bring an addition. We're still going to have it in my house. I have no problem doing the kind of hosting and everything like that. We can still have it in my house. Uh, if, that, if you still, even if the finance is out of the way, you still want to do it. Or, like your point you said, I'm going to hand a baton on. You know, hey, I retired from my job. Guess what? I'm also kids. I'm retiring from the holiday hosting. I'm handing the baton over. It's like I handed the baton to the career. I'm handing this over to the next generation, someone to pick it up. Yeah.
1: I think also, though, you really want to handle this at least the first week in November because I don't know how your family works, but I have people that fly in every year. So I can't wait until November 20th to say, hey, you know,
0: yeah. this needs to be an early conversation, right, because people are making plans and getting ramped up. Oh, I thought you were doing this, so I wasn't even thinking about it, and they didn't take Precaution; they didn't make their budget because they didn't think they thought everything was going to be handled. So yeah. the earlier you can have that kind of conversation, the better for, for all parties.
1: Absolutely. And also be <coughs> prepared for people to, this is new for folks. If, if you've been handling this all by yourself financially, for them to have to sort of bear part of the load may be new in a transition. And I want you to be prepared to say, yeah, it is kind of was kind of new for me too. Yeah. But also I, I, I've seen families where people pay for everything. And, and I, I mean, we host Thanksgiving in our house and pretty much, not a lot of people bring things, but it can be a financial burden. So, I mean, I do think that you have to think about that. On the other hand, if you have people flying in from out of town, they may be feeling like, well, I'm paying for a plane ticket and a hotel room to get here, so I don't want to pay for Turkey. So you kind of maybe want to have a powwow with some of the key players of the group. Right. Um, and maybe roll it out to them how you want to see it done, like come up with a solution and say, here's the solution that I have. What do you guys think?
0: I agree. And depending on the relationship, it can be like an open kind of, hey, here's what here's what, a couple of solutions that I have. What do you guys think? Let's discuss it, depending on the type of relationship and how open you want to be about, again, like, about your finances. Mm-hmm. If, that, if you want to disclose that that's the opportunity area or you just don't really want to bring it up at all, depending on the relationship you have what, how much disclosure you want to have. <laughs> Absolutely. But I do think if you're retired, it is probably time for your kids to pick up some of those traditional roles so right. that they could be the next ones to take it over. And obviously, you talking about at retirement age, you have pretty grown kids, so they should have an understanding when you're talking about you're retired, everybody knows that's kind of um, uh, income is going to be kind of be reduced, it's going to be on a, a regimented situation. People have an understanding that, you know what, people are going to need to change when that comes about.
1: But even if you had a lot of money at your disposal, you have a right to want to change the tradition. You have a right to say that I don't want, you know, Thanksgiving at my house this year. So it sounds like to me that if it could be worked out financially that you still want to do it. So if that's true, then sort of get on sort of swiftly, you know, maybe after Halloween, but maybe November 1st, call people that, you know, you think need to be involved in this decision. So, you know, great question. The other question a lot of people are bringing up to me, especially one is that, there's a young lady that is returning home from college for the first time for Thanksgiving. excuse me, and um, she's concerned about if she will be treated as a child or as an adult and she's looking for some direction on how to handle that
0: interaction when she returns home I'm coming from college yeah you know it's a it's going to be a balanced situation right because you've had some more um, freedom freedom at college, and you stay up go out as you, as you please, but when you come back home, guess what you're still under that person's your parents' roof under their rules, and those still rules apply you know they're you know, more likely they will give you some uh, increased latitude there in terms of uh, your freedom, but it's still not for it couldn't still not be a free will and you could have as much freedom as you had when you're on uh, on your own, so it could be kind of a balance
1: yeah, I think the first thing to remember is not only have you changed while you've been away to college still have your parents yeah. And realize that it's going to take a minute, but eventually these things get worked out. Um, so my suggestion is to come home, and maybe even before you come home, you might want to call and negotiate some things, like just say, hey, Mom, I'm going to be home for the week between Thanksgiving and Christmas. I'm sorry, Thanksgiving, whatever, Thanksgiving week, then I'll be back for a month in November, December. And I just wanted to sort of see what our policies were going to be, because I have had some more freedom." And I just kinda of wanna see. And I, most parents are negotiable in those types of things. I agree. And
0: I and again it all depends on kinda of how you relationship is with your parents, how free or how open and, and that you have with them. But and I would also just have in mind that whatever rule that you had before That's that's kind of the mark where they're going to be starting from. don't assume that because you went away, all the rules that they've always had since you were a kid are now going out the window.
1: So let me break it down for you. If you've been drinking under twenty-one in college, do not expect to come home and do that. Not
0: right. Not only is it illegal,
1: but your parents are going to go for it. Right. If you've got a boyfriend or girlfriend in college and they can sleep over in your dorm, right. Do not expect to come home and if that's not the standard, that was the standard in the
0: house. Don't expect that all of a sudden your parents go. Oh yeah, no problem. Right. Don't, don't so
1: start at the bar where you were, and then my my thought is don't try to increase overnight. Just want sort to of give yourself a little bit of – just try to be, let your parents wiggle their way into giving you some more of those free Especially as you're a
0: freshman, sophomore, you know, as you continue to uh, up in your cross career and get older, those, those bounds will increase and increase, but, again, it's, it'll take some time. Absolutely.
1: I think the other thing to remember, too, is that you only have, like <laughs> – Kind of pseudo freedom in college. You have all that freedom because your parents are still sort of kind of watching over you right. to make sure that things are okay, and you just can't come
0: home and expect like a total 360 from your parents. And they're still possibly helping you financially out, paying for books, paying for college, giving spending money. So anytime someone's giving financial, guess what? They want to have some influence over what's being done. Well, I'm gonna say every time
1: somebody <laughs> gives you some money, they <laughs> want to have some influence on how things go. But, but also remember that your parents are still guiding you, and it's a process to let you go, just as it's a process for you to be let go. I mean, yes, yes. there's there's a process for that, and you you got to be really careful with that. And I think a lot of um, young adults tell me that about dating, that, you know, they were dating freely in college and they come home and their parents are saying, hey, hang up the phone, hang up the phone. you know, call me before you come home or let me know where you're going right. or, you know, maybe you have a car, that you left behind and now your little sister's using the car. Right. When you come back and you can't say the car's mine, I mean, you have to renegotiate your, your way back into the
0: family. That's a very good point because, like you said, just as you changed when you went away to college, that family that left behind has changed. They have had new policies and new procedures they have in their household. They like said all the siblings have stepped up, maybe someone else took over, possibly took over you, your, your room, you got moved to a smaller room because you're not there all the time. A lot of things happen. When you're
1: out, my mother was so sad when I left for college. I'm going to miss you. And I was like, Mom, I'm going to miss you. And for like weeks, I would call her and I can't catch her at home. Right. What are you doing? I went to a play with so and so. Oh, we went out to dinner. Yo, yeah. so her lifestyle changed as well.
0: Right. And now all of a sudden, they get hobbies they're involved in. It. They did the clubs and social events and the organizations they got involved in. It. And now, guess what? You're coming back in, and now they've got to get used to you being back in their environment as well. That's so it'll change and adjustment on both
1: sides. On both sides. And so, again, even like you're saying, you, you date it freely, just remember that you still have to show a certain amount of respect to your parents. Um, I mean, whether you're in their home or not, but definitely at Thanksgiving, and a lot of college kids come home with these new radical political views, too, when they, when they come home from college. One of the things I'm going to tell you is do not do not a grandpa <laughs> and have one of these kind of out-of-pocket experiences with him remember that even though you've got political ideas and, and gender ideas and sexuality ideas and freedom ideas, that these are still your elders, and they were developing ideas before you were born. Right. So a lot of times people just come up from college with a whole new radical view. And let me say this, don't unleash it on your family all at once. Mm-hmm. They may not be ready. So, you know, take a little bit of a break to sort of to sort of handle that. Some other questions that have been coming up is, you know, People that are newly dating, maybe you just started dating in college or you just started dating a couple weeks ago and the holidays are approaching. Should you get that person a gift? Darren,
0: what do you think? Well, you know, I'm a cheapskate. So, that, to me, that's always a decision time when it comes to the holidays. Again, this is uh, cheap, so, a cheapskate. So, that's always a decision time. Do I want to, how serious am I about this relationship? My background is come up to the holidays time, if it's not a real serious time to break up, because I don't, <laughs> don't want to spend that money in my pocket. Yeah. So but it's going to make you help and make an evaluation of how much you want to spend or how serious you are about the relationship, okay? Don't go broke, you know, trying to impress somebody and get yourself in trouble or something like that. If, if, if you talked about it and you're a, a couple of give, gifts to one another, kind of stay within, stay within your budget, stay within your range, something that's appropriate to the level of relationship that you're at as well as where you want to go to.
1: Well, I really think that the holidays intensify the feelings that a person has for somebody else. So they're singing these nice little songs and Frosty is, you know, skipping down the sidewalk and, rain you know, all the reindeer flying around and people feel all in love. And then you spend a bunch of money on an iPad or a mini iPad or whatever gadget, and then you find out you never really liked her anyway. So I say no
0: gifts at all. That's why I'm thinking about that before the holiday. before that emotion comes up, the emotion is my money, my money, my money. And how serious
1: is all yeah. The other thing I want to say, and I don't want to make light of, is depression rates really increase also around the holiday time because people have an idea of what their lives and their families should be like, and many times they do not uh, have that. And I know the next episode we have, we're going to talk about how to handle depression and sadness and those things um, in your relationship around this time of year, how to handle Sadness and depression and other things, and I'm going to say that this is a a serious season and this is a serious time for people, so do not underestimate if you're feeling poorly or if you're not happy or if you're not feeling well. Remember that you have the right to feel good, and if you are in a situation where you're not doing well or feeling good or this season just has you down because the sun is out less and those different things, give our office a call. Our call number is 630-428-2344. Again, 630-428-2344. (laughs)
0: Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.
1: Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
0: You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts.